I'm Diane LaPierre, the director of the Loveland Public Library. Welcome to the very first episode of the Loveland LibCast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Our mission is to inform, enrich, and inspire a strong, engaged community. And we believe this podcast will express all of those values in a fun and conversational way that you can enjoy anytime you want. On the Loveland Libcast, we will be discussing exciting events in our community, the latest and greatest library endeavors, and you'll also get to know our awesome library staff a little bit better. Don't worry, we'll also be talking about books too. New episodes will be available twice a month with a variety of guests and topics throughout the year. We hope you enjoy listening, and we're excited for this opportunity to connect with our wonderful community in a fresh and unique way. With that said, here is your Loveland Libcast host, Daniel Tate, our Adult Services Assistant Manager. Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. everyone, and thanks for listening to this very first episode of the Loveland Libcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tate, Adult Services Assistant Manager. Before we get to my interview with Chris Atib from the Loveland Housing Authority, here are the latest news and updates from the Loveland Public Library. The Children's Division is giving away free early literacy kits for friend, family, and neighbor caregivers. Each kit includes a reusable book bag, a bilingual picture book, and activities to support children in their journey to becoming a reader. Visit the Children's Desk to pick up your free early literacy kit today, while supplies last. Also, while computer classes have been virtual since March of 2020, they will be returning to in-person in September for most classes. In-person offerings will include Computer Basics, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word, Android smartphones, and PowerPoint. To register for classes or to learn more about each class, visit the events calendar in the library website or call 970-962-2599 or email the technology division at library.technology at cityofloveland.org. Some class offerings, such as Social Media for Business, Search Engine Optimization for Business, and WordPress websites will remain virtual utilizing Zoom video conferencing software. If you have never used Zoom before or need assistance in learning how to use Zoom to take a free class, we can help. Reach out to a technology librarian at 970-962-2599 or visit them on the second floor of the library. They will be happy to set up a time to teach you how to use Zoom. Also, Tour de Trees will be coming to the Loveland Library on Wednesday, September 1st. Tour de Trees is an annual long-distance cycling adventure which serves as the primary public outreach and community engagement event for the Tree Fund. They are making the Loveland Public Library their lunch stop on September 1st. Tour de Trees bicycle riders will arrive at the library lawn around noon, and Professor Picklethorn, tree expert, will present some tree care tips live on Zoom at 12 p.m. in the Gertrude Scott Room. 
we will also be giving away free tree care coloring books for adults and free ponderosa pine seedlings while supplies last. While this presentation is geared towards older kids and adults, all ages are welcome. And now please enjoy this interview with Chris Atib from the Loveland Housing Authority as we discuss the upcoming Kite Festival. Kites of all sizes and shapes will fill the skies at the new Aspire 3D Kite Festival on Sunday, August 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. hosted this year at the Loveland Sports Park, presented by Loveland Ford and Nancy Garnand with Century Real Estate. The Loveland Sports Park is located at 950 North Boyd Lake Avenue. This free and family-friendly celebration will benefit a new local nonprofit, Aspire 3D, which provides site-based supportive services to elevate the quality of life for youth and their families, formerly homeless veterans, and older adults living with low incomes, in cooperation with the Loveland Housing Authority. To celebrate this, the Loveland Public Library will be having a children's program, Science with Kites, on Thursday, August 19th at 10 a.m. Also on Thursday, August 19th, the Adult Services Department will be giving away free newspaper kite kits while supplies last. Everything you need, except for scissors, will be inside this newspaper kite kit, instructions included. The Loveland Public Library will also be at the Kite Festival itself on August 22nd. The Children's Division will have supplies for paper bag kites that they'll be giving away, so we hope to see you there. And now, Chris Atib. So joining me today on the very first episode of the Loveland Libcast is Chris Atib from the Housing Authority. Thank you for being on the podcast, Chris. My pleasure, Daniel. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. We're excited about the Kite Festival. We're going to be there. So this seemed like a good way for us to partner up and for you to be our first guest. Um, now, did you grow up in Colorado or in Loveland or the Fort Collins area? I didn't. I'm actually from Florida, born and raised, um, and then uh, transitioned over to Loveland, um, not only for a job opportunity, for, but for um, a change of pace and seeking adventure. I'm a big outdoor enthusiast, mountain biker, cyclist, um, adventure artist. Um, and uh, I saw an opportunity here and came out, and uh, it's been a great uh, ride so far. All right. How, how long have you been in Loveland? I've been in Loveland for about five years now. All right. Yeah, I'm fairly new, so I'm, uh, you know, getting used to everything. But I'm from Colorado, so I know exactly that, like... Coming here for the outdoors is... <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, a lot of people have been doing that too. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, economic impact and, and growth is always good because we have, uh, you know, more uh, job opportunities and, um, you know, um, opportunities to inspire more people and make change. So um, I'm okay with the growing um, new community. Yeah. Loveland. I know it um, has taken some time for Loveland to grow, but... Uh, it's definitely um, on the map now. <laughs> sure. And it, so um, do you mostly like, is mountain biking your favorite thing? Or have you, they just, I know they just finished the trail around. Do you ever hit up that bike path or is it mostly mountain biking? Yeah, good question. Um, when I first got here, I, you know, I kind of knew that Northern Colorado and Colorado in itself was very bike friendly. And I did a lot of riding in Florida, um, but uh, 
did start on some of the paved, you know, paths and thought those green belts were really neat um, and was really impressed with the early engineering of the town of Loveland or the city of Loveland um, for building uh, a bicycle friendly community. So I started on the, the paved trails just to kind of get to know the community and then, of course, you know, quickly started to explore everything that there is in terms of road biking, adventure cycling, mountain biking. I do, I would say, a little bit of all of them and enjoy all of them. And I'm also into photography and um, kind of a bicycle enthusiast and adventure cyclist photographer. So I like to (laughs) capture and uh, record my journeys. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So this summer, have you uh, been able to do anything fun or different or any anything upcoming that you're doing? Um, Good question. Um, I mean, I've I've been cycling for a long time now, and I've certainly kept that um, pretty consistent. However, I've recently moved, um, so that's set me back a little bit on my cycling. But um, I did also add swimming um, to one of my favorite activities because being from Florida, I do miss the ocean. And I was a surfer, and um, I uh, just missed something uh, that was an activity in water. And I got into swimming, and I've been going to the Chilson Center for almost two years now, especially when it opened during COVID, and it was very quiet. Um, I was able to really get in some laps, and now I'm just, like, really into swimming. <laughs> All right. That's my other cool thing yeah. swimming and cycling. So those are my two favorite things yeah. in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easier to find places to bike than swim, but, you know, this the is Chilson's true. a great opportunity <laughs> to yes, do that. The Chilson has been good to me. I love it. I love it here. It's a great community. It really is. Lots to do. Lots to be outside, and um, it's a great um, town to thrive in yeah yeah especially if you're because that's that's me coming back i was living in washington state um grew up in colorado grew up in durango but decided to come back for a lot of that washington state is 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 also an outdoorsy place but it but it is different i mean colorado is very very outdoorsy and the cities are much more bike friendly and walking path friendly like it's it's just kind of a different attitude um, yeah, I've actually been up to, to Washington and um, up in the uh, also British Columbia area. So it's it's beautiful. And uh, also some of those communities are bike friendly. But, uh, you know, being in Florida, don't get me wrong. I love Florida. I love my family and friends and they're all back there. But uh, I have certainly had uh, I felt I feel much more safer cycling, you know, here in, in northern Colorado. It's I think a platinum bicycle friendly community um through one of those associations for cycling yeah i mean um, i so. <laughs> i believe yeah. that for sure yeah pretty much every road here is uh has a bike path or a bike lane yeah oh which yeah is, which is nice yeah that's and that's something where just when you've been in communities where that's not a priority for them it is very different like you just don't see people on bikes yes. and yes. and it doesn't have that feeling and and it's it's it is nice too like you're saying where people will once you get used to just kind of riding around your community, you start to be like, oh, maybe I'll go up to a mountain or maybe I'll, you know, absolutely <laughs> combine yeah, this I, with my photography. Again, I'm just really impressed with, with Loveland and, you know, all of Northern Colorado. Um, their infrastructure here is just, you know, way ahead of most states and places I've been to. Um, and I think more people need to ride bikes and get outdoors and 
there's a lot of really cool things you can do, um, obviously, here in northern Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> and now you work um, at the Loveland Housing Authority. Did you yes. start there when you moved here five years ago? I did. I did. I was, uh, I was brought on and hired by Sam Betters, who was the executive director there for almost 47 years and uh, retired about three years ago now. Um, I was brought here... Um, to launch a capital campaign. I'm, uh, my background is in fundraising and I've worked for the American Heart Association and Johns Hopkins Children's Hospital and um, some other nonprofits. And uh, I really enjoy giving back and have a, having the opportunity to serve the community and you know people who are less fortunate. So um, I saw the opportunity with the Housing Authority. I met Sam Betters. Um, and uh, I was originally hired on for this new concept of nursing homes called the Greenhouse Homes, um, which are here in Loveland, um, to raise uh, capital to build some additional um, greenhouse homes, which is a really um, radically different model, but much more humane model of nurse skilled nursing. Um, and I just, it resonated with me. I remember my grandmother, and I think we should take care of our older adults and our elders. And their philosophy was really neat. And I got to meet the real founder of the greenhouse concept, Dr. Bill Thomas. And I said, I think I can do this, and I can raise money, and I can get some buzz around supporting um, new opportunities for skilled nursing or innovation in skilled nursing. And so I went from children's hospital to raising money for older adults and elders. And um, it was a great success. Um, we now have nine greenhouse homes here. That, that philosophy at greenhouse is uh, meaningful life, um, real home and empowered staff. And it's just a completely different model than a traditional nursing home, yet simple. And it's in a real home environment. And we were able to raise the money um, and yeah. the capital to make it happen. So again, more innovation in Loveland for older adults. Yeah. And so what, what is the greenhouse cons? Is that, that sounds like that's kind of makes it a specific and unique kind of. Yeah. Good question. So it's a, it's a national model. Um, we were the first to have them here in, well, even West of the Mississippi, Colorado, Loveland, Colorado in particular, they now have them throughout the nation and even internationally. Um, it was designed by uh, Dr. Bill Thomas. He's a Harvard uh, graduate uh, gerontologist, um, who worked in nursing homes um, his entire career and just wanted to see a change. And, you know, that model is based off of the older model, is based off of hospitals, and it's just not the the, the right way we should be taking care of, of elders who have, you know, served our country, brought us here on this planet, and done a lot of things in, in our country to make it a cool place to be and live. So. He changed the model. He came up with the greenhouse concept. Um, I can certainly go on a tangent more about the greenhouse concept, but uh, in simpler terms, really, it's uh, it's a it's a new innovative model of of skilled nursing with a completely different philosophy um, in a real home where you know ten elders have their own private rooms, private bedrooms or bathrooms. Um, we also are um, Medicare and Medicaid friendly. Um, because we are the Loveland Housing Authority and um, we're the only housing authority in the country that have nursing homes in its portfolio. Most housing authorities pretty much warehouse people and are landlords. And here I just saw innovation, especially through Sam and now our new leader, Jeff Finice, 
and um, was real impressed with everything that they were doing and jumped on board and uh, we raised money and we've got greenhouses and we hope to continue bringing more to the country because we've inspired certainly other other cities in Colorado. Yeah. And um, yeah, that sounds great. And uh, for people who who aren't familiar with the housing authority or I'm sure people <laughs> when you let the, when you tell them you work for the housing authority, what's your kind of like, this is what we do, you know, explanation for that? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, and I didn't know this, obviously, when I came in, what really what a housing authority does I mean I knew in general terms, but um, I think we're much different than a lot of the the traditional housing authorities across the country, um, which I'll get into later in terms of Aspire 3D um, and the nonprofit arms that have um, kind of incubated out of the housing authority. But um, really, our mission is to provide um, low to moderate income residents of Loveland opportunities for home and community through housing. Um, that's our tr- that's our real mission as a housing authority, but the greenhouse homes, for example, are a separate nonprofit that was founded by the Loveland Housing Authority, um, and then we have also um, we were the originators or Sam Betters um, back in the '80s created like Project Self Sufficiency out of the Housing Authority. So, really, our mission is above and beyond traditional housing and putting people in housing, but really giving opportunities for services and really trying to break that cycle of affordable housing and getting giving scholarships to our um, residents getting in through vocational programs um, really just uh, inspiring folks to to seek opportunities um, because there is a lot of need for affordable housing and we've we've got quite a line and so do a lot of other cities but the way you're going to have to break that cycle is you're going to have to get in there and meet these folks and and really help guide them yeah um yeah thank you for for that uh description um and i think that kind of takes us nicely into our main (laughs) topic here today the kite festival that's coming up it's going to be august 22nd from 10 a.m to 3 p.m and it is at the loveland Loveland sports sports park that is right yeah so uh august 22nd 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Loveland Sports Park. And how did this idea come together? Because um, it's it's a fundraising kind of... It is. Um, all right. So again, the, the Loveland Housing Authority um, founded a, a new nonprofit about two and a half years ago called Aspire 3D. Um, really, it's a, it's an organization, a services, service organization um, focused on the residents of the Loveland Housing Authority. Um, to create opportunities for them to elevate their quality of life and, again, break the cycle of affordable housing. I think it's unique, um, again, in the, in the spectrum of housing authorities because, again, most of them across the country don't have service-type organizations supporting them um, or connecting those residents to ex- existing resources that we have in our community. So Aspire 3D um, is a new nonprofit in town really supporting the residents of the housing authority but also to inspire the country to do the same thing. Um, um, but its main mission, obviously, is to connect the residents of the Housing Authority to opportunities to elevate their quality of life. Um, and they came to me. I've been repurposed multiple times here at the Housing Authority and the greenhouse homes, which I suppose is a good thing. They want to keep me around. 
<laughs> Jeff, that I sounds like listening. a good thing. <laughs> yes, it does sound like a good thing. But it's uh, it's it's been a great uh, career, and uh, it's uh, it, you know the opportunities to build out a new nonprofit. Um, and I'll I'll get back to why it, the Kite Festival here in a minute and why it was created. But um, you know, like all other nonprofits, um, you know, we 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 tried to we figured out what's the best way to promote who we are and what we do. And we obviously don't have a big budget to go advertise and talk about the Aspire 3D. So they wanted to do something now and, and big and make a big splash in the community. And they said, Chris, what kind of uh, fundraising event do you want to do to, uh, um, you know, really start promoting the brand of Aspire and who we are in our community? And I said, uh, let me think about that. I obviously don't want to do another gala. And that certainly wouldn't make sense if we're supporting folks with low incomes because they wouldn't have a chance to attend these fancy galas. So I'm not a gala kind of dude. Um, 5Ks or a dime a dozen here in, in northern Colorado and things like that. So um, I thought a kite festival would be a way to be all-inclusive and allow the folks that we serve to come to the event too and the whole community a great way to um, bring folks together and I think I was mostly inspired by I didn't invent the kite festival but uh, the idea was to bring it to Loveland um, Austin Texas inspired me they have a kite festival that brings about 25,000 people um, a year wow. so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's economic amazing. impact and all kinds of things and I think the city of Loveland also is really enjoying this too. And we've kind of partnered on this and we're going to make it a new destination event for Loveland. Um, but it really is going to support in terms of, of the dollars generated from corporate sponsors and monies that we raise at the event is going to help support the mission of Aspire 3D. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, even just hearing about a kite festival, my reaction too is just like, yeah, everyone can get involved. Like that's kites are something that you, you start playing with kites, flying kites when you're little, and then you can do that even when you get older and yes. it doesn't it's take much generational. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to put a kite together. Right. Which kind of plays into the Loveland uh, public library is going to be there. We're going to have different kind of kites for people to pick up um but yeah it's something and you can get really wild with them and fancy or just have something basic that flies yeah so that right. makes right. a lot of sense to me yeah i think it's a very unique and cool idea thank you no i really appreciate that um it's uh it's exciting um but uh we're a small staff and a small team but um you know Lori uh kempter my colleague she's the uh, executive director of aspire 3d has been helping me and so has our board and we have a small committee around building this event but there's just so much you can do with a kite festival it's a great way to bring the community together um, there's a lot of cultures that fly kites too so um, you know the idea was really there's been a lot of like division i think obviously not i think for sure in, in our country but I thought a kite festival is a great way to bring a community and, and folks together. Um, and it's not only a kite festival, it's a music festival too. The Bohemian Foundation um, is supporting the music and underwriting the performing artists, um, Antonio Lopez and Switchman Sleepin. And we might even have another uh, musician. But it's a kite festival. It's a music festival. It's a Colorado outdoor exciting fun festival <laughs> with vendors and kite building workshops and stem programs because you know um, wind and wind energy and i think it's an opportunity for kids to um you know be inspired about uh, the use of you know uh, different types of energies and we had a program that the rotary club of loveland underwrote uh, bringing kites into the classrooms 
um, and doing some STEM education around that. And then at the end of the week, the kids got to build their own kites and fly them. That's awesome. Um, so there's just, I think, a lot of cool things we're going to do with this event. It's going to be really exciting. And we're expecting very large crowds and really a great experience. And we'll just continue to build the kite as we fly it in terms of a reflection of what the event is. We, yeah, we, we, sure. There's so much to do with the libraries <laughs> involved. And we appreciate uh, Loveland Library for you know being one of our many vendors um, we've got actually 46 vendors so we have the loveland museum is doing some history on kites because they would check weather and um they were used in you know a variety of uh benjamin franklin yeah that's, that's the <laughs> one that i go to there but uh, sure so much cool things with kites and history and colors and culture so um and everybody flies kites everybody flew a kite yeah so it's, uh, again it's something that i think resonates with everyone it's intergenerational and we welcome all generations, all families to come celebrate with us and, and help us build it um, as a community because yeah. we, we want this to be a new destination event for Loveland. Absolutely. Yeah. So people um, on August 22nd, uh, 10 to 3, they can just show up to the Loveland Sports Complex and there's going to be, you already touched on this, but there's going to be music, all kinds of vendors, um, guessing with food and um, different kind of kites that they can pick up or just all kinds of stuff. Lots going on. Um, yes. Everything you said is, is a yes. Um, we'll have food trucks. We'll have uh, interactive um, programs and um, like kite building workshops. We'll have lots of giveaways and prizes from our local uh, business community who have uh, supported this event. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Loveland Ford and um, Century Real Estate and Nancy Garnand for being our um, presenting sponsors of this event amongst numerous, I can go on forever, to thank all of our corporate sponsors, I'll just send you our press release. And you <laughs> sure. Can, you can mention them in there yeah. if you'd like. But um, yeah, the community, Loveland Library, I mean, there's so many great things happening at this event. And again, we've just kind of started with the idea of just a kite festival, but there's there's so many other great things happening there. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds great to me. And people, they don't need a ticket or anything. They can just show up, Correct. bring your kite, um, you can come here to the Loveland Library on August 19th and we'll have newspaper kite kits so you can get a free one of those if you want to cool. make one. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, people can just show up. Yeah. The Loveland Kite Festival is a free event um, open to the whole community. Um, yeah. 10 a.m. 3 p.m. on Sunday, August 22nd at Loveland Sports Park. Um, I'm sure the parking lot's going to get filled. So we do have extra parking at um, Loveland Ford that they've offered to us. So make sure you could park there. But you could really show up anytime. It's going to start at 10. There's not really any sort of like um, formal program in place. But it's, uh, again, the musicians will be performing and um, it'll be just an all day kind of uh, festival. So come on out, bring your, you know, your chairs, your blankets. If you want a cooler, bring some water and hydration. But we'll have hydration and stations, too, at the event. But um, it's pet friendly. It's family friendly. It's all generational friendly. Um, come celebrate with us and uh, come check out the new Aspire 3D Kite Festival. All right. <laughs> so before we wrap this up, um, I do, because it's the library podcast, I do have to ask, have you been reading anything or listening to any audiobooks this year or lately? Anything that really stood out to you or that you might recommend to someone? Yeah. So, um, obviously I've been planning this event and that's taken a lot of my time and energy, but in order to do something successful, you have to obviously, you know, read good books that give you, 
that guidance of how to plan and you know prior planning prevents you know poor performance and things of that nature so <laughs> right. i don't know i think the last one i read was um atomic habits um oh, okay. don't remember who the author is but um i have taken upon myself to do one of those habit trackers i highly recommend that um i really enjoy nonfiction books um and uh documentaries and things of that nature and um i think atomic habits has been um, a really inspirational book especially for helping you plan and take care of yourself and you know balance your life and work and serve the community um so i really highly encourage folks to read about atomic habits and also read into or you know um habit tracking and what that's all about yeah. but uh, yeah i think you know don't be afraid to come to the library and pick up some of these really great books. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great community uh, resource, and um, the library the library here just really goes above and beyond books, kind of like we go above and beyond housing. Yeah, and uh, we're great partners, and there's you know lots of great um, opportunities here to um, educate yourself and inspire yourself and others. Absolutely, yeah. I'll put the that title in the show notes for this. Um, see if we have it in the collection. Hopefully we do. Yeah. People certainly utilize the library to get <laughs> those sure. kind of books, Why get not? documentaries, get documentaries on canopy. We have all kinds of ways to deliver those things to people. Well, I certainly appreciate you coming by and being our first guest on the Loveland Libcast. And it was a lot of fun talking about the Kite Festival with you. And we'll Thank certainly you. see you there, too, because the library is going to be there. And we're going to have kites to give away. Thank you, Daniel. No, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys have been a good, like I said, resource for the Loveland Housing Authority and now a great partner with Aspire 3D and the Kite Festival. And I love them. I love what you're doing with this podcast. Thank you for the opportunity <laughs> to be the first person. <laughs> yeah, There's so sure. many things that I think I can go back and say and change, but uh, this is our first shot at it. So, uh, well, I'm uh, sure we'll again. hopefully have you back, and especially next year for next year's kite festival, we'll <laughs> chat it. about that too. Let's and go. If, if people want to look into um, the kite festival or the housing authority or Spire 3D. Um, do they have websites online where they can yeah. go to? Yeah, good question. So obviously, um, we do have websites for our organizations. Um, for Loveland Housing Authority, it's lovelandhousing.org. Um, we've got a uh, really good uh, storytelling video there about who we are and what we do. And then um, Aspire3D is aspire3d.org. Um, and then the Greenhouse Homes, um, if you want to learn more about those, you can find online at Mirasol. M-I-R-A-S-O-L greenhousehomes.org Sure, and I'll put those in the show notes as well so people can find those. I think I said that right. Mirasol. It means looking at the sun like mira soul oh okay yeah so you don't really sense. want to look at the sun unless there's an eclipse or something cool but uh you have those glasses soul. yeah yeah i think i spelled it right but uh if not you can find me uh here in loveland or on those websites that we or just at the mentioned. kite festival or at the kite festival yes yes i'll be flying around and uh yes thank you for the opportunity yeah here, you're Daniel. welcome i appreciate it yeah thanks very to, much chris to, to <laughs> chapter two yeah absolutely we'll see you at the kite festival thank you <laughs> yeah you're welcome Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. 
That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.